You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, okay. is co-host extraordinaire and sniffly guy, yeah. Shane Leonard. Hello. I thought I was going to sneeze right then. Like you breathe. started the show, and I, I literally just breathed in, and, and I thought, I'm going to sneeze, and we're going to have to... Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> wow. Right. This week, uh, obviously, Justice League. Justice and, League. Uh, we're also going to talk about Wonder for a while, even though you didn't see it. I didn't see it yet. Um, I'm going to see it. Yeah, but uh, both came out. Actually, it's... Uh, it's starting to be that time of year. We were talking last week about how it's that time of year where we're going to cover oh, yeah. tons of things. And I, I think the big kickoff for that is maybe next week when we really do a bunch of stuff um, and we've got all the screeners to go back yeah. over of everything in the year. And we'll go back right. to cover uh, lots of stuff that happened that we you know didn't cover. But it's also that time of year where they just start shoving stuff out yeah. four or five at a time yeah, every the, week. The week that and Wonder appears with Justice League, is right. that's a sign that you're near the holiday anyway. Right, it's not... Because it, that would and, never and happen. Not, and that's not even all because no, yeah. there's uh, like bad moms too and yeah. uh, right. bad Santa. No, what's the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> what's, daddy God, one? God, I wish I could remember the joke that year. You were just like <laughs> old bastard and I'm like, what? And you meant bad yeah. Santa. Yeah. Um, God, that's funny. The uh, the uh, daddy one with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, uh, right. That one. You know, like everything's just coming out. They're, yeah. they're basically at this point, they're just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping someone shows up because this is the time of year now which is weird because it kind of used to be summer and apparently everyone's banned in summer. But this is the time of year mm-hmm. now where people will just go to the movie right. and just show up there <laughs> at the movie <laughs> right. yeah. and go, we'll find something. Yeah, we'll and, get something. You know, so I strangely they, they remember doing that. I remember doing that at some point I used when to I was much younger. I'm like, I'm going to the movies. What are you seeing? I'll you know, find it's, something. It's like an age thing, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. At what, like when I started college, we would go to the mall. And right. after we were at the mall for a while, we'd go, want to see a movie? Sure. And then you just show up. What's playing? Oh, it's a half hour till this. Yep. All right. Anyway. Yep. Uh, but see, that was summer. I did that in summer. <laughs> I didn't do that at Christmas. Yeah, I didn't do that at Christmas but either. Anyway, uh, totally babbling. So Wonder is uh, based on the book that is crazy popular. Uh, it's basically like a YA novel, mm-hmm. although you know now all the Harry Potter fans will give me crap for saying that <laughs> right um but it's uh it, it's jacob tremblay from room and yeah. julie roberts owen wilson and uh the story is uh the kid who has is born with like this facial deformity thing we it, it, we start the movie watching him being born which is hmm. interesting or uh he's talking about his early life and whatever yeah and uh, and it's kind of actually a cool thing because he talks about how it was funny that he was born, 
and like you have to have a punchline and you have to have right. this and that and add this element and then it'll be funny and then oh but wait you have to have a punchline and then he's born and you know like the nurses and doctor like run out of the room with him because oh, he uh, sure. and he's had you know 30 surgeries to is it uh, make it better make it possible for him to breathe oh, easier right, yeah. make it possible for him to hear better uh, and some like actual just like plastic surgery to make him look a little better right. and all this stuff. But he's had dozens of surgeries. And uh, basically the story kicks in uh, because uh, rather than, you know, just sort of talk about him in general, it's the start of fifth grade and now he's going to go to actual school. And yeah. <laughs> Julia Roberts has been homeschooling him his whole life. Now he has to go face the world. And... Uh, and it's actually, uh, it's kind of interesting, and apparently this is what happens in the book, that we first we, we first are kind of wa- talking about him. Yeah. And, you know, um, the little, you know, the title comes up, like we're watching like a black and oh, white right. movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and right. it's like his name, and so then we look at him for a while. Then it's his sister. Yeah. Then it's, you know, like the other kid that he's friends with and then it's the girl that his sister's friends with and so his sister had a best friend who went away for the summer to work at a summer camp and when she comes back they don't talk anymore mm-hmm. and so that's just all part of the world and right and then it's all about seeing things in different people's perspective and you know the whole thing yeah uh anyway so that's the movie which probably everyone knew anyway um, I gave it a nine. Wow. It's, uh, it's actually really, good? really good. And, uh, as I was starting to tell you before, uh, Mike's turned on. Yeah. It, there is something in this movie that is really like the book must be great. And what makes the movie work, I think, is the book actually making its way through. You yeah. Know, uh, making its way through to the movie where, you know, this is a movie for me anyway, maybe not for a lot of people who want to watch movies on Lifetime or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But this is a movie for me that could totally go wrong really fast. In a lot of ways. And then it would just be, you know, syrupy, goofy, I'm going to kick puppies for two hours and it could just be really goofy. Right. And and it's almost like somewhere we're trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we fail. Yeah. This could be a movie for me that it, it what it, it failed at being what it tried to do, and that made it better. <laughs> because maybe yeah, there right. are hints that maybe it's trying to be a little more that uh, than I think it manages to do, and it just it just didn't quite get to what get, it was yeah. trying to do, and that made it better. Yeah, uh, especially when you start going into his sister and the relationship of his sister to her best friend who was her best friend forever, right? So right. she's really good friends. With everyone in the family, it's kind of like her second family thing. Right, and right. now all of a sudden she's just not there, and why? And a lot of that gets real kind of yeah. syrupy and, right, sure. and uh, a little goofy. And and Julia Roberts, you know, I sh- there are parts in the movie where she's actually pretty good. This but is for me, so, right? For me. Even in this movie, and I think in everything I've seen her in, in at least like the last 10 years, mm-hmm. she, for me, is like the definition of phoning it in. See, I was just going to say, for anybody uh, who doesn't listen to us normally, you, hate's a hard word, 
but you hate Julia Roberts. Like I, you don't, I, I mean, don't, as an actress, you've never yeah. been a fan of hers that I've known you. Yeah. Like as an actress, like I just don't respect yeah. her as actually acting. Right. Right. She, you think she hits her mark and says like, what's on the card, but that's it. Yeah. yeah she is. She hmm. is like, um, for me, it's kind of like Angelina Jolie, like in Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. She, right. Is, <laughs> she is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I never thought she could act either. Right. I, I don't remember seeing her in anything that I ever right. thought she was good in. But she acts, as far as I can tell, Angelina Jolie acts, and and her theory is, I did this, therefore that's good acting. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> like she just thinks this right. is what I did, and and that's how you know that it's good right. because I did it. Right. And I don't think Julia Roberts has that same attitude. But I feel like she kind of does that same thing. She's right. like, I showed up, I did this, it's good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and she does that in this movie a lot mm. too. But there are some parts in this movie where I think that she's actually pretty good. That's cool. That's big coming from But here. I but I think that there's especially one scene where it's only like a couple days into school and all of a sudden he's got a friend who's asking if he can come over yeah. after school. And she's like losing it, right? Mm-hmm. Because she clearly is very scared that he's never going to have any friends or right. have anyone talk to him or anything. Right. And it's only like maybe the second or third day of school and there's a kid who wants to come over. Yeah. Right. And she's like, right. I mean, she's just like manic about the, right. losing it and trying to like control herself. Yeah. And, you know, she does that really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of it, and uh, there's a lot of it too. With, where I'm not sure how to compare it to the book, and it's. Do you read the book? No, I, yeah, have, I, I haven't didn't. read the book, and it's one of those things where it's like maybe this is how things work in the book. But Owen Wilson, uh, Owen Wilson, I like, right? Mm-hmm. And I've liked him in a lot of things, uh, but he has uh, he has no ability, I think, to completely distance himself from being kind of goofy. Yeah. And that sort of works in this movie because dad is like a is like the funny sure. dad, and it's like clearly that's how it's supposed to be to a certain extent. But still, there's just something about him that's like, right? You know, I, it just doesn't feel like his kind of movie. Right? Yeah, he's right. just another. <laughs> he's like one step too far in <laughs> being just kind of zany all the time. Like that's just who he yeah. is, and that's the characters he plays and. But still, he's he's good in it too. But the overall movie is is actually just really cool, hmm. and the story's really cool. The only problem this would be a ten for me, except that uh, there there's something that gets kind of lost in the translation of uh, having to pare things down, and you can kind of right. feel it happening in the movie that we can't have all the stuff that happens. Yeah, but we lose something in not having them, and yeah. you can kind of feel that that's happening, and it's okay, and it works well enough. Mm-hmm. But it is, uh, it's noticeable. It, yeah, I, I was just gonna say that we don't have, we don't get a chance to have quite the buildup, and everything mm-hmm. is kind of, uh, you know, we cut a couple of minutes off the beginning and end of everything that happens. Right. And you can, yeah. kinda, you can just feel that. And hmm. it, there's, there's a kid who's a bully, right? Yeah, sure. Who's, uh, you know, giving him crap from day one and is the uh, jerky kid at school. 
And ultimately, his parents are at the school. Yeah. And everything that happens with the bully kid, pretty much, and especially the scene when his parents come to school, it's just, it, it's given to you in a way like, you know what's going to happen here anyway. Right. You've seen bullies so in these movies. Here. And, yeah. So here it is. Right. And it's his, it's like his parents who, um, basically made him into a bully sure and it's his it's his mom who is like what what's the problem right right yeah and when they give you that scene what they give you really is just kind of look you know who i'm trying to say these people are right right figure it out yeah and it's it's all we don't have to do a lot of nuanced storytelling yeah it's all very stereotyped they're not real people yeah right it's like I'm not saying that these are these people. I'm just saying these are the sorts of people they're all <laughs> right. And it's, yeah. You know, right. so huh. there's a, there's a fair amount of stuff that happens kind of like that. Um, it's a longer movie than I thought but, it was. But in the end, man, it's, it's really hmm. good. The way, the way things come together and the way, like I said, that I think the book just must be really good. And if you yeah. read the book, I think you wouldn't get any of, I guess kind of the really trying to oversimplify the syrupy, you know, when you just hear the description that it's about a boy who's born with a genetic facial deformity, mm-hmm. you know, might as well just start crying now. But right. right, it seems from watching the movie that in the book, you must get like none of that really. It must be mm. really solid because... Yeah. What works so well is when you just can kind of feel the book struggling against what they have to do to make it into a movie. And it's um, this is a movie for me where it would would stand out to me to nominate this for like a best adaptation Mm -hmm. because it had to just suck. (laughs) It's like it's a hard (laughs) – yeah. It's a harder job than right. people think, yeah. right, to adapt a book into a movie because you have to make tons of decisions. You have to figure out things like, okay, I get that, but you just can't do that in a movie. Right. That's not <clears throat> right. That's not movie storytelling. That's not how a movie will work. And we could do that exact thing, and fans of the book would go, yay, that exact thing. But the overall thing that would happen would be very different. Right. And how you make it all work and it's not perfect here but that's probably because it's a hard book to do and yeah it's uh is it, it a contemporary it's not like set in the 70s or 80s like this is last year this uh, this could be this year in a school like it's not dated no or I, is it i don't think so i think yeah. it's pretty much just now now it's uh, yeah, okay it might be in the past a little bit um, okay but you know, I don't remember anything that's trying. He's to interesting sell me on it being that way. I didn't realize the director until I looked real quick, and that he had done. He's only done a couple of things. You know, he's relatively new directing. You know, but as soon as I saw the perks of being a wallflower, I went, "Oh, I get this movie." Right. I know right. exactly the kind of film it's going to be now. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, interesting, and it really is. And and that movie I thought was it was really, great. It was really it was good. really 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 great, and yeah. it was kind of surprising um, how good that movie was. And maybe a little bit in the same way, because if you're uh, if you're not actively seeking movies that are going to make you cry and be sad, right? And you hear the general story of this movie, you might be going, "Oh, well, I mean, okay." Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who 
think that's great. Right. But this movie will surprise the people that don't necessarily want to go see it or right. don't necessarily think, oh, my God, I have to see that right, right. now, right? Right. And uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower was exactly the same for me. Uh, when I knew everything I was going to know going into that movie, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, well, all right, fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. maybe this will be like a six yeah. if I get lucky or something like that because it's just right. it's that kind of story. And that movie made that story so much different than the obvious version of doing things that you thought it was going to be right. That it was right. really good. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's the same sort of thing. And I mean, in this movie, I have to tell you, um, Jacob Tremblay, who, as I said, was in the room and everybody loved him and, you know, much praise for his work there. Yeah. He was really good. Like he kind of convinced you. Yeah. And, and that is tr- tricky in itself because just in like the littler things, and and it's not something that you often say about actors of doing anything who are like under eighteen, right? Never mind that are like under fourteen 12 or twelve, or right? Or yeah, whatever he is, <laughs> um, just like the littler things that he would do, and maybe he's you know hmm. maybe he's a acting genius, maybe he takes direction really well, right? <laughs> I mean, who knows? But the littler things that he would do that would kind of convince you, look, this is a kid who has gone through this for his whole life. Right. And these are the little, tiny, additional things. You know what the big things are that he has to deal with, the way he acts, the way he sees himself in the world. Yeah. But like the littler things. And he was so good. And it basically got to the point where it was a little distracting because he's around a lot of kids all the time because he's in school. Yeah. And they can't right. come anywhere near him. Right. And right. <laughs> if he was together with kids too long. Yeah, it showed. You would start going, ooh. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Right. There are a couple of other kids, especially the bully kid. I don't want to pick on the bully kid right. because that's ironic. But uh, he seemed like, you know, he's in like a Disney TV show. Yeah. That's on, you know, like Disney. Is that XD. the bully kid? Because his headshot, I'm looking at the IMDb, like, there's a headshot of a kid that looks like that's we're like going to just bully, only shoot the bully kid. That, that's like bully kid number two. Oh, okay. I just, I'm like looking through and I'm like, God, it's a black and white yeah. greaser bully. And I'm like, did they head shoot this kid like, just to make his role? He's going to be a bully. He's he, going to be a typecast like, kid. I only want those yeah. roles. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, Method actor at 11. Yeah. That that kid is... Uh, that's weird. He's like bully number two who eventually comes around. Okay. Right? All right. And, I just was uh, looking. I'm like, man, that's so and weird. And Mandy Patankin is in this too. And he's Is he a not, principal? He's not... Yeah. He's I mean, not in I didn't it. even know that. He's not in it a lot. <laughs> he's just got to be. But he's really cool. I yeah. mean, he's really good in it. But uh, anyway, like I was saying, he... Sorry. He, the kid just... Yeah like upstages all the other kids yeah. to such a degree that it's, it's glaring. It, it's yeah. sad wow. <laughs> because you're huh. thinking, uh, they're not going to get as much work out of this. As right. Yeah. Thought they would. Right. <laughs> because they just, and it's not their fault. They're even pretty good. Yeah. But there's man, a, it's just there's like a difference. A, it's just like a whole well, world. Chabosky, the director is certainly cutting a path, you know, to be like an adapter of books that are, like this you know perks of being a wallflower i know for a long time people were like i don't know how they'll ever do it they'll probably screw it up and he got a hold of it and just really saw that it was you know where the thoughtfulness was in it and then explored it and and it's cool i don't know what his uh 
gig is yeah. or, you know, his Hollywood connection or... Right, how do you get in? Or how do you, you know, hardly have done anything? And yeah, he's got a real thin, he's got a real that, thin right? IMDb stuff. But he is uh, on the road to a, a secondary niche, not only just the uh, book adaptation niche, but yeah. a secondary niche of taking things that by all rights should be like little indie things. Yeah. <laughs> like really this, you would expect this and like Perks being a wallflower, right? To be like really little indie right. <clears throat> things that would get a big cult following, but yeah. not things that would really be big. That right. would be, you know, like kind of another level of things. Holy crap. Looking at, you know, two things just jumped out before we move, you know, looking at his upcoming projects, he's doing a thing called Prince Charming. And it just says plot unknown, described as a live action feature film about Prince Charming, and he's writing and directing it. So, I mean, normally I'd be like, whatever, but I, <laughs> but I like I like his stuff. Him, yeah. But I'm looking through stuff, and he he wrote the screenplay for Beauty and the Beast, and Perks while being oh, a wallflower. That's right. I knew but that actually, I mean, he's got the screenplay for Rent. He's got all these really interesting things on here. But he's like listed as the creator of a show I loved like a decade ago, Jericho. This oh, this ABC yeah, TV I no show, idea. I had no idea. I'm like, holy crap, he came up with that or, or was part of the team that came up with it? I kind of like Stephen Chbosky. <laughs> right. Like this guy so far hasn't, hasn't swung thing. and missed. Like that's really kind of interesting. I used to really like that show. I too. really liked Jericho. I was into it for a while. Uh, all right. Anyway, so. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to see it. That's definitely cool. Definitely go see that. Uh, that one's great. And Because um, I seriously saw an hour and 53 minute movie with Julia Roberts co-starring and i'm like he's gonna hate that because the the film before i realized <laughs> who chabosky was not in it all that like much it, either, it so. could easily have gone like what you said in the beginning and I'm, I'm like passively reviewing a film i haven't seen but when i saw the trailer i thought yep this is the oscar grab at the um uh disabled or disfigured right, youth right. you know you get these every couple generations the last one was mask you know the rocky right. dennis story and i'm like sure we haven't had one for a while let's let's do one of these and it could have easily gone saccharine and off the rails with like this weird melodrama. And, right. But I guess in the hands of a talented person, it's not going to, he's not going to allow it. So that's right. cool. Yeah. And you like that much more than it, I thought you were going it to. It was, uh, it was actually very cool too, uh, because, and this is obviously uh, part of why the book is doing well and why people love the book and everything, I guess. But it's, it's very much his character. Yeah. And he is, uh, the kid is very much a specific person as opposed to, uh, you know, when we're not paying too much attention to the bully's parents mm -hmm. and just saying, look, whatever. Right. But the kid himself, he is, he is not just this kid who has this deformity and all of the obvious things that you think happen. He's right. like a very like specific person. Hmm. And yeah, right. so it's very cool. Anyway, okay, uh, Justice League, which is right. what everyone wants to know about. Yeah. Uh, Justice League, which I won't explain in any way uh, going <laughs> oh, in. Oh, come on. You know what Nobody Justice knows League what is, that is. Right? Let me um, find this. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll just throw out our ratings, I guess. Oh, uh, not that they matter. Although the movie is uh, kind of surprisingly not doing good enough. No. <laughs> which right. I am, I am very surprised about that. Even if in the back of my mind, I, you know, might've been hoping for it after Batman versus Superman. Right. Um, and it's, it's, I sad, saw it. it's sad. The Marvel DC whole yeah. battle of who's going to start raking in money. 
But I expected this one to do really well. I, I did too. Look, it's Justice League. It's and people seemed very Batman, amped up for Wonder it, right? Woman. Everything. Wonder Woman. Everyone loved that. Yep. And it's you know whatever. And I expected it to do great. It's not like it's uh, going to lose anyone right. tons of money, but it's not making them anywhere near and as I see much all these, as it was supposed to. I see all these things that it's like falling off a certain percentage each day and that it's the least money-making uh, DC Universe film so far, you know, like surpassing all uh, uh, all these other films surpassed it that they figured would do much less. Right. Um, yeah. None of that. None of that bodes yeah, well. Yeah. It's uh, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's almost like it started to feel over the last few days like when uh, Tom Cruise's The Mummy came out, and before it came right. out, it was like here's <laughs> these ten dark universe movies we're going to make, and the Bride of Frankenstein and Creature of Black right. Lagoon, and we're going to kick out all these things, and then The Mummy comes out, and they're like. We were sort of joking about that. We're <laughs> yeah, not, we were just we were just testing we're if you thought really you know sure a thing. We were gonna do anything. Right. And yeah, like you know, fifty people got fired. Oh that god, day yeah, or whatever. Right. But this movie, it's like that's all anyone talks about at this point. Is yeah. it only made this much, and the number that it made is a big giant number. Right. <laughs> so right. it's kind of confusing. But man, it's just it's not it's anywhere not near what it should be. Anyway, uh, I. I gave this one, so we'll just throw out our ratings. I gave this one, I feel like, a very solid three. Yeah. I wrote that down for you. <laughs> I did not even have to change it. Uh, I'm with you. I was at three. I, I feel like this thing has so many flaws, so many problems, so many headaches that weren't necessary, so many difficulties to get past, and not many moments when it pay off works yet. The only reason I'm at three is because when they pay off, they actually pay off very well. Like there, the things that are, I liked about there it. There are a few parts that are pretty good yeah. and uh, kind of come together. The biggest thing for me, uh, any movie that you give a three, not that I need to just go over ratings and stuff. But sure. But any, <laughs> any movie that's in the realm of three, right? There's probably a whole bunch of little things and a couple of really big things, yeah. right, that are that are dragging the movie down. And the big thing for me uh, in this movie was it just didn't have uh, anything that it was doing. There, there was nothing. It wasn't trying to give me any characters. It wasn't mm -hmm. trying to uh, get me invested in anyone with the possible exception of the flash. Um, but even like, uh, we're going to have Cyborg in it. We're going to have Aquaman. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they weren't in the movie. It, right. It, it doesn't do anything with them. It's not really trying to mm -hmm. say anything about them. But the movie was just so freaking boring. Right. It wasn't trying to deliver anything to you. And I think one of the things, one of the like perfect things of this movie is that uh, my daughter... Yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. hold on just a second. Okay. Uh well, anyway. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's where that's where we'll stick the commercial. Yeah. Um it, it what what I thought really like kind of hit this weird note with me on the way walking out of the movie is that uh I I saw it with my 11-year-old daughter, right? Who didn't want to see it. Who yeah, did, right. Who, who had no interest in <laughs> she wanted to see Wonder movies right? yeah. or anything. Yeah, she, she was going to, to the she was going to the wrong film. Um 
she she's not into this kind of thing. She's not into comics or superheroes or any of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And she loved it. Yeah. She she thought it was great. Good. And I was like, you know what? That is exactly the movie that they were trying to make. Yep. And they nailed it. Right. <laughs> but now, uh, for long time listeners to the show who know how I rate movies. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's not really it. Uh I I deny that that's a worthwhile thing to try to be. Well, that was also an accidental <laughs> right. pickup. They weren't right, they right, weren't right. trying to get her. They're trying no, to get they you. Were, they weren't aiming. They are trying to get you. They they weren't aiming at her. Right. They're they're aiming maybe at her watching the next movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or whatever. But there was this this for me is uh where I think a lot, even Marvel movies, uh especially I think DC movies, and if you look at Batman versus Superman, I think this is really where superhero movies have been going, all the comic movies and superhero hero movies for at least the last like five or six years, they are written scene by scene. Yeah. There there is really these no ones, overall plot. These certainly are. The overall plot <clears throat> is like whatever. Yeah. Like this is uh this movie is the perfection of writing a comedy movie because you all sit around and come up with a bunch of jokes and then you try to make some excuse to tell these jokes. It's mm-hmm. like the hangover, <laughs> but like the superhero movie, right? right. It's like, right. here's some crazy, funny crap that could happen. How can we put that all in one movie? Right. Well, here's a story. Well, that's a stupid story. Well, who cares? Right, right. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. Right, it doesn't you know? matter. Right. It's just right. that this is funny. And this movie is like, here's a scene I want to show. And yeah. And everything in the movie is like, I want to do this scene. I want to have this scene. I want, what if we could have Cyborg do this? And it's like, it's just all scene by scene. I think this would be kind of funny. I think this would be kind of dramatic. I think mm-hmm. this would be whatever. And then, okay, let we ha- now we have to have a story where it happens. Right. So Cyborg has to come into existence because of this thing that we ran into and wonder woman is connected to it because of this. And we throw all this stuff together and we just had a movie where we said that wonder woman is immortal. Right. So we have to have a bad guy that is challenging. (laughs) I I don't know. More than immortal. Right. Yeah. Super destroys worlds and stuff. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. uh, It doesn't matter what, connection that has to anything else or does it make sense to other movies even now i read a lot of comics uh, Mm -hmm. or at least i used to a long time ago i don't know you got a good foundation um and i can't say that i really read a lot of superman right but i know a lot of the superman it's easy story that's osmosis whatever yeah and this movie has this thing and i'm going to say this isn't a spoiler because I can say that if I want to, but this movie has this thing where Superman is faster than the flash. Yeah. And I don't know if that is supposed to make sense in the real Superman world of the comics and what happens in the comics. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's a good example for me of how the movie goes wrong in a lot of ways because it's like we just wanted to do it because we I know where I can get a few laughs out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to say that Superman is faster than the Flash. Right. Or can be or right. whatever. We have that scene where 
you know, the Flash starts running and everything stops. Yeah. And then Superman looks over at him because right. Superman he is can the see. best, right? Yeah. And because, yeah. ha this makes for some funny scenes, right? Right. But now, if I go watch every movie that ever had Superman in it, yeah. there's a whole lot of shit that doesn't make sense anymore. Right. right. Because, because why is he doing that? Right. Because he's faster than Flash. He could just be doing this. Right. It's, it doesn't... Uh, like I said, I don't know if that's supposed to be a real thing or if that's like canon or if that's in Superman comics. But if it is, it doesn't make any sense. They've had because everything yeah. else that he's ever done is now like completely discredited. It's either negated, negated or confused. <laughs> right. right. They've just as the quick side note, they've had this is like a weird in-house fun thing that everybody seems to enjoy. Every few years, there's a Superman flash race. Sometimes Flash wins. Sometimes Superman wins. It's really just like, it's almost like deciding who well, do we want to just that like make sense do we want to set the internet on? I know <laughs> do we want to set the internet on fire for a few months. Let's just have Flash win now. You yeah, know, whatever. so uh, it's hard to even know where to begin in it a is. lot of ways. Um, I'll 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 carry a little bit off from what you said because I got I got bored pretty early. Um, how long is this? It's it's exactly two hours. Um, it was it was I, when the film started. I told you like I had no anxiety about it at all because <laughs> right. I expected it to be trash, right. and I was hoping to be at least a little wrong. I didn't even even with Josh Whedon coming Josh Whedon coming in because of the family problems that Zack Snyder had had didn't elevate my concerns being you right, know right. relegated to anything less of like still critical. Because uh, you can only do so much, but I was bored very early on, and there were so many like vacuum thoughts going on. Like I agree with you, they weren't doing anything in terms of character, story, development. So much to the point where I realized they're not even trying to sell me toys. Like no. they don't. They just want to like. It's it's a strange thing that I feel that they're doing and they're doing wrong. And I think that they're doing wrong for a number of different reasons. I think Zack Snyder's the wrong guy to do any of these movies anyway. But it's also not helping them that they are they're really using Marvel as uh like as a benchmark. And Marvel, to their credit, seem to think that if if these films are successful, we know the direction we're always gonna go in. Like I think that big dry dry erase board always was like if Iron Man's great and people respond to Captain America, we can do the Avengers. You know, right, and they, right. they had like these things going on. It just feels like instead of Marvel that builds character or takes characters, I didn't care about Iron Man. I really didn't care about Captain America. And what made me care about them was Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Right. You know, and to some extent and having a bunch of story in it. And to have something right. concrete. There is more story in any and I'm, I'm. This isn't. This isn't even bullshit. In any seven to ten minute chunk of, even the second Captain America film, Winter Soldier, right. than is in the Which entirety of this film. Is good. And I don't care. I don't care. It, right. It, I don't care if you pick ten minutes where there's action going on. Like there's more story, motivation, character development, narrative, thoughtfulness, comedy. Like there's more going on in that because they they put some attentiveness to it. This just seems to, in some way, rely on the history of we know Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are great, and you know that too, so you're coming. Right. And we don't have to tell you anything about them because you know they're great. And we so do, we're and just we going to fast. To, and we don't have to tell you anything about anyone. Anyone. Or anything. Even, even, yeah. even someone who needs to be as introduced 
as delicately and as interestingly as Cyborg. You know, maybe not The Flash because everyone kind of knows he's around. Right. They may not know his real name. But unless you, you know, watched a lot of Teen Titans, sure. you don't know right. Cyborg anyway. And you don't know him at all. And, and, and you they still don't, don't. And you still don't. <laughs> and, you, and you don't even take into consideration that what is interesting to the audience at this, at this type of film is not the action set pieces. That... To be quite honest, didn't look that amazing for no, three. I mean, for three hundred million dollars, we saw this in three D, and I, I actually enjoyed the three D. Strangely I, I enough, kinda, I thought I, I got thought there was no point to the three D. I kind of had watched, fun with it. I watched it in three D and went, "Why am I watching?" Didn't it need in this. 3D? Yeah, I don't know. There, there was a lot of stuff going on from all different angles, and and the thing is, is I don't come in with an innate dislike for the characters. I actually really like. I really like most of the characters. I just don't like the way that they're handling them. And it seems that they're they're taking too many attempts for me, uh, from my perspective, to piggyback on what's working for other people. It's it's easy to point to the Flash. Ezra Miller did a really good job, but unfortunately, everything that he did, with the exception of one scene that I can really point to that I thought was good, is in the trailer. Like yeah, it, yeah. it was all ruined. It was all taken away from me because I didn't have a chance to enjoy. The catching the batarang, the bat signal, the, you know, the jokes about they just van it, like all these things. I, when I watched it and I thought I could be more endeared to him because he's, he looked like both he was trying the hardest and that he was having the most fun. Right. And I wanted to be on his side for stuff, but I, I didn't feel like any of it was new. I felt like even though Jason Momoa looks incredible, like I don't think, I, I get the feeling that he was, Aquaman, the same way that Matthew McConaughey was Randall Flagg in right in the Gunslinger, like he, he somebody he never read the comics and he they just said he doesn't get Aquaman, here's who you he are here's what you Aquaman. do and I don't <laughs> yeah. even think in this film seriously I it's such a stupid name but I feel like not even calling him Aquaman at all he, he's like Aqua Bro right like he is just such a frat boy who can breathe underwater. And doesn't explore like all the great intricacies of his character, whether or not he's the goofy, blonde-headed like punching bag for everybody right. who evolved into somebody a lot more tougher. Like the extent of his lines, for the most part, I, with with the exception of one, he has one of my two favorite scenes in the film. I think, um, and I don't want to ruin it because it's actually kind of a good scene, but it involves. It involves Wonder Woman's lasso, you know. Right, right. Um, but his whole like. His whole like demeanor is like, yeah, oh yeah, like he's yeah. like Macho Man Randy Savage it who can is. breathe underwater, it's... and it's so distracting and weird because I look at that and I'm like, I get it. Thor is the god of thunder. Aqua Bro is the god of water. Right. You got uh, Ezra Miller who's Except doing his he's best. Not, he's you, really not, and you don't know what he can do really. And right. there's the whole joke about talking with fish because you know in the saturday That's actually, morning cartoon yeah. he talks he with always talks to fish yeah and we don't and we've heard rumors and right he knows him but we get we get so little of his character except that he helps this village of like of, 30 of eskimos yeah. or whatever who are <laughs> yeah. way living at the north pole or wherever right. they are you don't even know yep uh, he helps them, and that's all we know about him. But he, his character, minus the fact that he helps these people, right. which maybe he would help them anyway or maybe. whatever. But without that, the only thing that we get of his character, he he is the superhero where you're like, I feel like he would be Robin Banks. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Like he's once got he's, such a, once he's got superpowers. Right. He seems like that guy. He's so <laughs> interesting, and he's he's had so many different character arcs. But the one that I like the most in the books is you know the Arthur Curry who ex- assumes his role as like the leader of Atlantis and the underworld seas. And they always seem to come to him and they always say stuff like, we need your help. And he, his response is, you guys can handle what's on the land. My response, uh, my responsibilities are like 89% of the whole planet. Like I have responsibilities you'll never imagine. Right. Like land is nothing. Water is everywhere. (laughs) And I have to take care of all of it. Come back when you have a real problem. And I'm like, that guy's awesome. Right. I want to see that guy, you know, more instead of aqua bro, who's slamming down vodka I might have missed something too, but in the very first scene where uh, Ben Affleck, who I didn't mind as Batman, I don't know how you feel yeah, about him. Okay. I, I think he's still, I he think he's okay. still doing very well as Batman. He goes to find Arthur Curry. You see it in the trailer. They go to this fishing village, and as Aqua Bro is stripping off his clothes to go get in the water and just like say, "See ya," they're having this banter back and forth, and he just outs Batman. He's just like. Yeah, Batman, whatever. Yeah, okay, right. Bruce Wayne. And right. I'm like, dude, there's all kinds of people around. I don't think that's an open secret. <laughs> right, like, right. you can't be doing that. He has... he. So that scene specifically also bugged me because there's something in it I really, really liked. I liked almost every scene Ben Affleck was with other characters. I didn't like anybody else on their own. Right. Even Gal Gadot's stuff where she's like repairing statues and stuff. Like, it's just so throwaway and easy. But yeah. I didn't like them. Um but they should have mined the stuff that was more interesting. Like right before he swims away, they're talking about like the problems of men and the problems that are the big problems that are coming. And he makes like this global, uh, global, this climate change problem uh, line. And he's just like, I don't have a problem if the seas rise. Right. And he gives him this real evil wink. And I'm like, go for that. Do more of that. Yeah. That's the characterization Do that's something. working. That's, that's what happens with these movies, I think, because the movie, like I said, this is... This is movie writing done scene by scene. It's almost like you, like this was written by about 50 different people mm-hmm. in different cities around the world yeah. who all have to write like 10 scenes. Yeah. And then we just write them all in cards, shuffle it together, and, th- and now it's a movie. <laughs> now it's and a we've film. we've got all these right. scenes, and then we have somebody, you know, then we give it to a director and mm-hmm. go, I don't know, make a movie out of that yeah. or whatever. And nobody was in charge of uh, there being a bad guy or a right. plot. Everyone was just in charge of some scenes where we're meeting them, some yeah. scenes where they have to have their witty banter, mm-hmm. some scene of a fight or whatever. And we get to where we know there's a bad guy, and we have this is the worst of all possible comic book worlds for me is this Steppenwolf guy, right? right? Because. Uh, my whole problem with all of these movies has always been that we've gotten to a point, you know, once we were past uh, like Iron Man, mm-hmm. which was kind of okay, and we had a decent sure. theory yeah. of what was going wrong. Everything we have to up the ante every yeah. single movie on what is the problem is, and, right. and now all of a sudden it's a guy that we don't really explain. We don't tell you anything about him except that there's mother boxes, he destroys mm. worlds, whatever. And it's almost like somebody said, well, we need a bad guy. And somebody said, uh, he destroys worlds. It's not even <laughs> Earth, right? right? It's not right. even he's going to destroy Earth anymore. He's yeah. just the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. We don't know anything about him. We don't know anything about him. His powers are whatever we want right now. Right. Right. 
when, uh, you know, I was thinking at one point, all of a sudden the box starts opening underwater in Atlantis and I'm like, <laughs> maybe he needs to breathe air. Right. Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> maybe he can't fly around in the water like Aquaman. Nope. No, nope. he can't. Yeah. <laughs> like he can just do whatever it takes yeah. for this scene to work. Like yeah. I spent a lot of money getting this scene together. Yeah. Yeah. So he can, we'll shove him in there and he right. can do whatever he needs to do. When he's like battling the Amazonians at like the first part, he can fly, he can kind of fly, he can't right. fly, he can hit anyone with his axe. His axe is magical and unbreakable will, and everything. Like he's yeah. got the force, his yeah. axe will fly into his hand <laughs> yeah. if he needs it to. Right. But we have to get away somehow. So, but then we have to not quite get away. Right. And this is. This is a bad guy who, uh, if you watch the whole movie and watch everything that happens and then start the movie over again, mm -hmm. right? Like he would just show up and go, you all die and, and you would all die. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just like, uh, the Thor movie, right? right? Where we have this giant fight scene right. where she can fight like a hundred warriors mm -hmm. That makes no sense. Right. She could just stand there and go, you all die. It's right. like Randall Flagg, right? She right. could just stand there and go, you forgot how to breathe. Dead. Right, yeah, <laughs> and just start taking them out, yeah. And, and now you die. And this guy is the same thing. Like, he can do anything until we get to the end of the movie and we want the movie to end with him losing. Right. And now he can't do that. Right. Or, you know, whatever. And then... Superman shows up and somehow Oh, you ruined it. Somehow Superman's powers are better than his, even though I'm not sure that we've established that that makes any sense. Right. No. <laughs> Except that it sounds good and we want him to win. Yeah. It's so goofy and you don't get anything of it it's almost like uh the equivalent of having your bad guy is really really psychotic mm -hmm. like when your bad guy is really like a psychopath who's crazy yeah i'm not interested that's not interesting yeah, uh, i don't no. i'm not interested in that movie anymore he's just crazy right. that's not uh that's not a counter to my good guys right. that's just uh, crazy people are bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they just, and, and that whole sense of him earlier in the film too, once, and it's interesting because they establish that he's been around, he's been, you know, exiled and he's been, you know, beaten before by the Amazons and everybody else, the Atlanteans and the humans. And here he is with an arch nemesis. They have something that he wants. He's clearly just like warming up. Right. Like right. he's doing some yoga stretches before right. he really gets into things. Not only are there suddenly like 50,000 Amazons who weren't around just last year for the other movie <laughs> right, set on the right, same island, right. like none of the problems that they had in that first film would be as bad if they had this number of Amazons running around. But also like he runs from them when he's taken no damage, no, he's not in any danger. Right. He's not effective as a villain because it's not like you, for everything you said, like he's just like kind of morphing into whatever situation we need. But it's not even really clear, like that we should be afraid of him because all he does is seemingly scream and just break stuff. Like, uh, it it sets up like this weird thing that if you watch the other film, where Wonder Woman kind of goes toe to toe with Superman, and you believe that in some ways she is better than him and could best him. Like, she should be mopping the floor with this guy. Right. Again, forgetting and, and, that even and, before this, she right. took on a god and, and killed him. And you have no you have no idea why she's not. Right. Or why it makes any sense. And then even in that uh, part where they're fighting, I thought it was hilarious because they have a line that they think is really funny and makes sense. Yeah. And then you go, what did he say? Yeah. 
Because there's a part, and I'm totally going to spoil this line, yeah. because why not? But there's a part where she, he is talking to Wonder Woman, and he's like, oh, one of the old gods or whatever like mm-hmm. that. The old, the old gods are all dead. Right. And it's supposed to be like this clever thing. Yeah. Like, whatever. We had this, when we were explaining the giant battle that trapped him in the first place, right. they said, like, the old gods joined in the fight with yeah. the Atlanteans and the Amazons and everything like that. Yeah. And so it's supposed to be this clever thing, but then you think about it and go, wait, but I watched Wonder Woman, and the old gods all killed each other. Right. You didn't kill any of the old gods. Right. And only the old gods can kill each other. Right. They can only be killed by other right. gods. So you can't kill me. So you're just telling me <laughs> in the right. movie that you can't kill her. Right. And that I could. And now I have to watch you fight. Right. And how am I invested in that? Right. If I wanted to forget about it for a minute. Yeah. And watch the movie. Right. You just told me the yeah. exact same. It's so weird and it, that that gets in. And it doesn't it doesn't seem to be self-aware that it's absolutely out of control. Like it just is like, Oh yeah, more parademons, right. some, some lightning, red smoke. Now make something explode. Right. And, you know, from, from that end of things to the stuff that's even just like something that should be so, um, I mean, I think it should be rewarding if you could do it right. Like you're bringing Superman back from the dead. Like when that happens, there should be this, rush like you should be like yes or you should be like finally or you should be like thankfully (laughs) there should be something there and i'll be damned if when they start screwing around with the cube having to touch the water with the flash force like that's a video game right i see i see you not hitting x at the right time and then you got to run back and do it again and again not only that but that's how it feels it feels like a thing from uh it feels like movie construction by game designer. Yeah. And not only that, but as soon as they start doing that, I'm just sitting there going, all right, do it already. Right. Like get on with it. Right. Stop making me watch this. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And just make it have happened. Like fast forward, like get to the thing could be because they're just dragging it out, dragging it out. And it's like, you can't just build the drama or gravity into a scene by making it take longer. Right, right. <laughs> like that's well, that's what they keep doing. They're like, "This is what we're gonna do." Yeah. Now you're gonna watch us do it for a really long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, but why? But we know the whole uh, flash thing and the goop, and we're gonna stick them in there. Right. And it's like I watched a movie before, and it was very dramatic, and the scene that was very dramatic was really long. So therefore, let's make this really long, right. and then it well, I'll work. go, I'll go one further. I'll, I'll accuse them outright of trying to rip off the Avengers. You know, trying to rip off what Marvel does so well. There's this big scene where they're all arguing. Um, not all of them. Most of them are arguing about the ethical and the moral and the, like the terminal decision to maybe bring back an angry Kryptonian. Like, right. we don't even know who he's going to be. Like, all this stuff. And they go back and forth, and you're supposed to get insight into each of the characters, what they regret, what they hope, all of these things, which ties into the most annoying... Stephen King a check. Right, sure. They're talking about pets. Right, yeah. They're constantly bringing up pet cemetery and stuff. You know, and all that screams to me is any moment in the Avengers or the second film or, you know, any of the other superhero films where they're all sitting around and they're bickering about, uh, you know, the Registration Act, the Covia Records, you know, whether or not they should be, you know, and what you want to do is emulate what works so well with the Avengers 
or any of those characters in any of those superhero films. And here you're trying your best to really riff on that. And it's not working. And it's not because you don't have talent in that room. It's because your script sucks. Yeah. Your script actually sucks. It just glosses over what seems to be important because you think what worked in the other film was all these powered people arguing. Like, no one's throwing a punch. They're arguing. Right. That's incredible. It, you need to have something really clear. It, it's like watching the Avengers and uh, somebody who found out that lots of people liked it. Right. But don't really get why. And they don't know why. It. Right. Right. And then said, let's kind of copy all that. I swear. And, and, it, and then, you know, the crazier thing yeah. is everyone's powers. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, they're just, they're taking that movie and. I swear it's like, it's like in some way, if, I mean, this is a really bad one but there were times it felt like i was watching if you've ever seen it if you ever want to kill like five minutes go online and type in like bollywood superman bollywood spider-man like see their versions of like our heroes they're ridiculous like not because they're poorly acted and there's no special effects but they think spider-man flies superman like breathes like water to live or just like all these weird things it's almost like someone who doesn't know what these characters do is having them do a bunch of stuff that just seems so weirdly out of place. It, it is like I've said in several other comic book movies. It's like this is a comic book movie made by people who don't like them. Don't like it. But right. somebody offered them the gig and they yeah. were like, you'll give me how much money? And so they made it. And, yeah. and you know, I think directly tied to that is like we were talking about uh, everyone's powers. Steppenwolf has to be worse, but he mm -hmm. seems to just kind of ebb and flow what his powers are, and no yeah. one will tell you what he can do. Right. Because if we tell you what he can do, right. then we can't just have him do this. But it's like every everyone in the group, we see them do anything, and all of a sudden you go, well, he should just win everything. Right. Like, as soon right. as we see the Flash do something, yeah. you go, well, he could beat anybody. Right. I mean, because he could basically stop time. Right. And he could go anywhere and do anything. You got Steppenwolf? Who cares? Yeah. I can stop time and just kill him while time is stopped. <laughs> and it doesn't right. matter what his powers are. Right. But then they go, oh, but wait, like Superman's faster. This right, happens yeah. here, yeah. whatever. Wonder Woman is, you know, clearly could win anything. Yeah. And we've told you that she could win anything. And then we've shown you on top of all that. Yeah. And, right. and then you go, oh, well, but he's more somehow yeah. or whatever. <laughs> right. He's more Amazonian. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just like we can't figure yeah. out how to, everyone has to, everything has to be so upped mm -hmm. that, you know, they're all gods. And then uh, we have a movie where they're all gods and they're all indestructible. And then we'll have another movie and go, you know, destructoid man who can destroy right. indestructible right. things. Yeah. And it's just right. like, we just have to keep going and going and going. It also, it also stinks just because it's fun to crap on the film anyway, but it also stinks because it doesn't really know what movie it wants to be. It it really wants to look like Christopher Nolan's Batman films. Right. And it really but it wants, wants to be Guardians of the but Galaxy. But it wants to be Guardians and, of the Galaxy, yeah. and it wants to have the humor and the visceralness that like Suicide Squad advertised but didn't deliver. <laughs> you know, it really wants to have all these things, and then in the end, it wants to kind of be like Super Friends, you know, right. even though like, and I know like there's a couple scenes that you should see after the credits, which is no big deal, but they, they are trying to set up like a weird super friends thing with like the, the justice league, like the justice <laughs> league of America and then the Legion of doom and all this stuff. Right, like, right. 
And it just doesn't fit, again, with the characters and the look and the aesthetic of stuff that they're doing. It, it's just so weirdly confusing how they can't get it right. And, and what's weird, too, is that, you know, Wonder Woman was good. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked Wonder Woman. Yeah. It wasn't like a 10. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. I really liked Wonder Woman. And it's like, this is like anti-Wonder Woman. This is like mm-hmm. the op- this is bizarro Wonder Woman, the movie. Yeah. And even her in it, I'm like, that's, she's not being the same person right. really exactly. She's wearing because, the same out. Well, not because even Because she's but. being the person who we need her to be to fit in this scene, just right. like everybody else. We right. have all these little scenes. They have to be like this. Yeah. What that, how that relates to anything else or any other movies or any other scenes in the same film or yeah, <laughs> whatever, right. it just doesn't matter. You just have to be whatever it takes to, to make this scene you know, work the way I want it to. One of the, one of the best things that I'll end on anyway, that there are two opposing things. And I think it's fair to compare these with the Marvel films because they're, obviously similar in a million ways. Um, One of the best things that happened in the Avengers that's just a throwaway line is Steve Rogers is confronting Tony Stark and he's like, take away your suit and what are you? And he goes, genius, billionaire, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. And everyone snickers at that. Right. But the way he leads that off is genius. You know, there's a scene in this film that looks just like that, again, it's the poor man's version of that where the Flash asks Batman, you know, he's like, so wait, what are your what, superpowers what, again? Yeah. And he goes, I'm rich. That says everything. Right. That says everything you need to know because all the other things that happen are like proactive. And this is just, I'll throw money at it. Right. The problem with the film is it doesn't have genius in it anywhere. No one says that. No one refers to Batman as like a super crime fighter. He should be the guy who's sitting back and watching you know, right. Steppenwolf and going, he, ah, I got it. He, right. Now he's, I know what we he's, need. He's not, we need a Kryptonian. He's not looking like, at the I'm bat. sorry. He's not looking at the bat computer nope. to analyze And he's got Alfred who, Alfred who looks more sinister than Steppenwolf does. Right, right. He actually had a moment where he was like, and it, he's doing this thing like he's always, he's like Batman Siri, you know, right. and I get it. That's the thing that Alfred does more than bring tea to everybody. And I'm okay with that. Um, but he looked more sinister, yeah. you know, in any part. But yeah, he should be sitting around and going, I'm actually really, really, really smart. Right. He doesn't have to say, and, I know bigly words and, or anything, and, but he's got to say, I, that's so, that's so easy to me. Just throw money at everything because that's what I'll do. No, that's not who Batman is and, actually. And you know, there's, there's one scene in the movie and, uh, and then we'll, we'll let you <laughs> yeah. get out of here because Justice League is not worth it. But there's one scene in here that I think perfectly sums up everything bad about the movie it's like the little microcosm scene of yeah. the whole movie for me and and that's the scene where wonder woman walks in on him when oh, yeah. he's working on the thing yeah he's building this giant machine that we'll see later right right this uh walking thing transport plane yeah it's like a everything it's like the bat everything they couldn't right. decide what bat mobile <laughs> right. bat not cycle a bat. they yeah. wanted right so it's just the bat whatever right and and he's got like a wrench yeah and he's got like a <laughs> little pa- he's got like a right. little panel open yeah on this giant machine, yeah, right. It's like a plane, right? It's right. like he's working on a plane. If you saw like a regular guy, right, right, doing, and, and yeah. there's like a seven forty seven, yeah, and he's just got like a wrench, right? 
you know, you'd go, I'm not flying on that plane. Right. Right. <laughs> like that's right, not right. Yeah. That's not how that gets built. Right. Because he, there's like, he's got like a light, <laughs> like he's in a garage working this. on his Chevy or something. Yeah. There's like water dripping out of stuff. Right. There's like things are leaking. Right. He's got like a wrench and he's tightening something and Wonder Woman walks in. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I spent millions on uh, the security system. Yeah. I mean, I build my toys by hand <laughs> but right, i have all the time in the world that scene is like yeah. somebody said i want to have a scene where he's working on blah 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 and you know there's like 50 other people in the room going that doesn't make any right. sense at all right i don't care i like this scene i like the yep. whole he's using his hands yeah. and i have some statement i'm making about something yeah and it's like every every scene in the movie is like that yeah. that's like the whole movie in a nutshell is is i have some screwy idea for a scene yeah that i feel like means something and i only care about this scene and i'm gonna get it in Did that scene work did that scene do what i wanted it to does it connect to anything else that happens who cares right Right. there's a similar scene where they're talking and they're kind of like standing in the park and she's like you know she's they're having some kind of morality discussion i kind of like that one and and she's going but uh, this is bad because whatever. And he goes, well, but the world is bad and I'm Batman and <laughs> yeah. whatever. And even if you like the scene, right. it still is kind of a crap scene it for is. the exact same reason. Yeah. Like, sure, take that scene out and watch nothing else. Right. And it's like, yeah, that one worked. Yeah. But it's still the same overall problem. It doesn't fit with anything else. It doesn't make any sense in the rest of the movie. He's he's one moment away from going, Unga Bunga, I said so. You know, know. like, just do it. I'm Batman. You know, (laughs) she's like, I don't care. You know, and there's like, there's like a scene that they cut out where, you know, he like mistakenly calls somebody Robin. He's like, just do it, Robin, because I said so. And they're like, I'm not Robin. (laughs) We're at the end, but quickly, just to say the trailers are weirdly misleading too there's so much footage we don't even see oh like, yeah and i know is. there's a lot speaking of, of speaking of strange right. news the only news that you know isn't harassment based that seems interesting is the petition that everyone wants to see Zack snyder's cut of this film like they're mad at josh <laughs> Whedon for making two or three of the best superhero <laughs> right. films ever but i re-watched the trailer uh after we saw the film and i mean like half of it isn't in the movie i right, mean there right. are a lot of scenes that just like even this end of the scene where Alfred looks at someone who we assume has to be Superman, but never see them. And he's like, oh, you see, he said you'd show up. All right, right, right. let's go. You know, this kind of thing. And I'm like, where the fuck was that? Right. It turns out. That's that never in like the film. Baby, so. Though, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's why. Man, what a, it's, it, it was funny, actually, like speaking of that, because Deadline had an article yeah. uh, like yesterday, maybe, where <laughs> it, it said like, uh, internet demands director's cut of Justice League doesn't understand filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> like That's awesome. Because, I love that. Because there's no there's no right. director's cut it's to not get. It. Right. That's not how you can't you can't right. retrofit a director's cut onto <laughs> sh- shit that didn't have it, right? Internet demands director's cut of Wizard of Oz with alternate ending. <laughs> right. Like, what? Oh, my God. Right. Like, That's release funny. that from the Oh, I love that mine. Anyway. anyway. Uh, this, that w- I mean, strangely, with my expectations so low, it was still oddly disappointing, yeah. you know? And it wasn't because I secretly was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And you'd, like, think I just thought, would, you'd think that we'd both give it zero, but it did have It some, does have some it, stuff. It, it does have some For uh, me, and real quick, for watching, me, the stuff yeah. that's really interesting has nothing to do with any of the action scenes, it, it, except in the small regard. Like, there's an action scene later where 
Cyborg and Superman are laughing because of something that's happened. I love that. Yeah, yeah. There's like three seconds of that scene. I hate the first five minutes before it and the next three minutes after it, but I love that 30 seconds right, where they're right. doing it because it's so humanizing. I like all the stuff that's basically just people talking to each other. Right. The moment that there's anybody throwing or punching or hitting or slicing something, I'm out. I just, right. I was so bored by it. Yeah. But it, it, uh, it loses you in its ability to uh, try sucks. not to do anything and yeah. succeed. And succeed. <laughs> and does it. So, and, anyway. And, yeah, there's like no uh, way to be invested. Anyway, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's all for us this week. Uh, next week, I'm thinking probably like four or five. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. God knows and then like the week after out. or the week after that. I mean, it's so weird how close we are to Star Wars. Yeah. Like that's coming fast and uh, maybe that'll suck. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>